Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. our guide. Josh said that we've been seven weeks, uh, next week will be our seventh week on uh, nothing but the Holy Spirit. Every minister has taught or preached along that line. Amen. And we're doing it on Saturday night. We're going to continue to do so until next week. Uh, But I believe today is a very special day. I need you to just uh, really open up your hearts and your spirits Uh, that God has a specific word, I believe, that he's going to drop into our hearts today. I need you to understand the setting. Go to Joshua chapter number 3, and I need you to understand the setting. I'm going to read from the Old Testament and the New Testament before we dive off into this. Um, The setting here, the children of Israel has come out of Egypt. They've wandered for 40 years in the wilderness The majority of these people were born in the wilderness. uh, That's all they knew. It's the only life they had ever known. That's that's where we're at right now. Um, They have wandered around and around, and uh, they've they've, uh, seen the promises of God. They've seen the miracles of God. They've seen the manna falling out of heaven. They've seen one thing after another. Now they're standing at the Jordan River. And that's about what we're, we're about to read. Uh, I need you to look at your neighbor and tell him this is a day of new beginnings. Now, it's just not clicheic. I need you to understand that's where we are in the spirit. Uh, I think it's kind of ironic that we spent seven weeks in the parking lot. Uh, this is the eighth week that we've come back in the sanctuary. And uh, Patty asked me this morning, what's the number eight mean? So we kind of Googled it, and it means new beginning. So that's the reason I I really want to pull you in. I don't think I come to preach today as much as be the Joshua that's standing before you uh, to to encourage you. You're about to go into another dimension. I need somebody to believe what I just said. Uh, You're about, and the battle is proof of it. I mean, it is what it is. Some of you are fighting battles that the peers sitting around you know nothing about. They ain't fighting nothing. Why? Because they're not going nowhere. I know I'm pastor, but I mean, it's just the way it is. Amen. Some of you are fighting battles because you're after something others are not after. Can I get a witness? Bottom line. Amen. And you can't pursue in a kingdom like this without there being opposition from an opposing kingdom. So be encouraged, amen, Uh, you that are in the battle. It's simply because you are standing on the threshold of stepping into a new dimension in your life. And I so pray that I can help you with that today. So they're standing there, and you got to understand, they're finally at the Jordan. Uh, And, you know, it was always about crossing Jordan, Uh, the whole Testament, the whole thing about getting to the promised land was crossing Jordan. The Jordan was the boundary line and they had never been across it. They, they, had, they had never crossed over into their destiny. They had never crossed over into that dimension. They had never been beyond this point. Um, so having said all of that, I want you to look with me now in the book of Joshua chapter number 3. 
Verse number three, it says, And they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priest, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. I want to say that again. If you got a Bible open, which ain't usual anymore, or if you know how to highlight it, it said, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure, Come not near unto it that you may know the way by which you must go. Everybody read out loud with me the next sentence. For you have not. Come on now. For you have not passed this way before. And Joshua said unto the people, sanctify yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders amongst you. Joshua standing there said, you've never been beyond this point. In your entire life, no matter what you've been involved with, you've all ate the manna, you've all seen water flowing out of a rock, you've seen the goodness of God, you've seen the greatness of God, but he said, none of you have been beyond this point. Joshua said, today we're going to the next dimension. He said, but because you've never been this way before, you're going to have to be led by the Spirit. In other words, you're going to need a guide. You're going to need a guide. Turn with me now to the book of John chapter number 16. Verse number 12. It's as if Jesus in the New Testament is standing just like Joshua in the Old Testament and he says these words. I have yet many things to say to you but you cannot hear them now. 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Jesus is saying uh, I'm going to say some things and show you some things so far beyond your natural ability to understand or believe it that you're going to need the Holy Spirit to help you to be able to understand it. He said, you're about to go into a territory you've never been before. And to do so, you're going to need a guide. Are you with me? Amen. He said, you're going to need a guide. Now, let me tell you something. You don't need a guide to take you through familiar territory. Can I get a witness? I said, you don't need a guide to take you someplace you've already been before. And the fact that the Holy Spirit is identified as a guide implies that that's what he does. Amen. He is identified by his vocation. Amen. My, my doctor's name is Robin. Uh, and if I just tell you, if I just say, uh, call her name Robin, it don't tell you anything. But if I say Dr. Robin, uh, it identifies her activity. Amen. And we're identified by activity if you're a logger or fireman or Kamal, you're a barber. When I, when I use that terminology, it lets me know what you do. 
And Jesus said, when he, the spirit of truth, come, he's going to guide you into all truth. Amen. But the, the, the problem with needing a guide is a guide leads me into a dimension that I'm not comfortable with. He leads me into a dimension that I don't know. It's, it's unfamiliar territory to me. And when it's unfamiliar territory, I feel vulnerable. I'm not comfortable with that. Come on, somebody. Amen. I'm not comfortable. I'm way more comfortable operating in a dimension or going somewhere. I know the way. I've been this way before. I know I got to go right up here and take a right. So I'm going to go ahead and get over in the right lane. Amen. And it's just so comfortable for us to travel into territory. And we'll sit back and hate on the children of Israel because, amen, yeah, Moses couldn't seem to get them to go into the promised land, but it was because they were so comfortable. They had been 40 years wandering around in the same territory. They knew it like the back of their hand. Amen. But now he's telling them, I'm going to take you to a place you've never been before. Let me tell you what, everybody likes change until it's time to change. Huh? Y'all might as well say amen. You say, I love it and I want to change and I, I want to go into new dimensions. I want to experience new things. But he said, he said, remove from your place and go after it. The only problem with going into uncharted territory is the removing from my place. Can I get a witness? Somebody ought to help me right there. Amen. Even if it's dysfunctional, it's familiar. Oh, you ain't going to help me. Let me get over here, right? It, it don't matter that it ain't working. I know how to do it. Amen. It, it, it really don't matter, amen, that I'm not getting to my goal. My goal, amen. I know how to be a failure. I've always been a failure. I don't want to be a failure. I want to go to the next level, but it's way more comfortable doing what I'm doing and getting the result. Y'all ain't going to help me, but I'm just telling the truth anyway, amen, because going into uncharted territory leaves you vulnerable. Amen. Think about it. Amen. I've never been on a guided hunt before. I don't know if you guys are. Amen. But you know what? You're at the mercy of the guide. If, uh, if, if you have to have a guide to lead you through the jungle or lead you on that hunt or lead you into a dimension that you've never been before, that means you have no knowledge of that area. You have no experience in that area. So you have to trust the knowledge of the guide. Oh, somebody. You got to trust the experience of the guide. Amen. So when the guide starts telling you where to turn and here to turn, if you're not careful, you'll start trying to tell the guide. Oh, I ain't even going to go there, but y'all know I'm telling you the truth. Amen. So Jesus identifies the Holy Spirit as our guide who's going to guide you into all truth. And the fact that he guides you into all truth implies that he's going to guide you into some things you don't know. <laughs> huh? He's going to guide you into some things you're unfamiliar with. Edible. He's going to guide you into some areas, amen. He's going to reveal some things you're not aware of. I need you to look at your neighbor right now and tell him, you don't know it all. Don't say it with an attitude, just say it. 
Thank you, Cody. Tell, tell Kamal that. You don't know. Come on, tell the one on the other side. You don't know it all. Amen. Can I tell you this? If you do know it all, you've been in the same place too long. I said, if you do know it all, you stopped growing a long time ago and your guide is not in double. You don't need your guide anymore, amen, because you have figured it all out. I come to preach to somebody today that's about to cross your Jordan. You're about to go into a next dimension, but you're gonna need a guide to get you there, amen? And if you can't follow a guide you don't trust, You cannot and will not. You will be a nervous wreck to try to follow a guide you don't trust. You ever thought your GPS was lying to you? Me too, Jason. That's a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. And if it ever makes one mistake, you never trust it again. Can I tell you my God, your God, <laughs> he's already been there. He's already mapped it out. He's already planned your course and he knows the way you're supposed to take. He's, I gotta, I gotta come talk to you, dude. What's your name? Shane. Huh? Shane? Chain. Let me tell you something, buddy. When I looked in your eye, the Lord told me to tell you to just say yes. In other words, he's about to call you into a greater dimension. I don't know if you're saved, you're born again, or whatever, but I know the Holy Spirit's got you marked. And he's going to call you into some arenas that's going to bring glory to him. And he said, just say yes. Is that fair enough? Let's leave it at that, Shane. Somebody give the Lord a hand, pray. I love that name, dude. Tell your neighbor I need a guide. I need a guide. Amen. He said he's going to guide you into all truth. In other words, he's about to guide some of you, amen, that are in turmoil right now. The devil's been trying to wear you out. Amen. You've been in a battle in a lot of areas. Amen. And, and what's amazing, the closer Jesus got to the cross, the smaller his following became. Can I tell you, the closer you get to destiny, your vision has to come in and there's relationships that has to be left behind. Amen. There's mindsets that have to be cut off. It can be a lonely place standing up. Duh! My God, do y'all feel that? I come to help somebody. Don't worry about it if you're feeling isolated. Jesus stood there alone. He embraced his cross and all of his followers had scattered because he was on the brink of giving birth to your destiny. Oh, I come to help somebody today, man. I come to tell you we are there. Uh, Cherish, thank you for that sermon Wednesday night. You set the pace. Help me, Holy Ghost. I come to tell you he's gonna guide you into all truth. Can I get a witness? Amen. I said I need to keep repeating myself. He's about to guide. Everybody in this church ain't going nowhere. I understand that. Uh, God spoke to me and said, you're going to preach to 1% today. 1%. I'm after you, you 1%. Amen. Uh, amen. You're serious about your destiny. You're about to go somewhere. And the Holy Ghost has spoke to me all week about 1% of who's listening to me. I need that 1% to say, here I come. I'm going after it. I'm going after it. I'm going after it. 
My God, let's, let's work this just a little bit. I said, he's about to reveal some things to you you're not aware of. You're not aware of it. Man, I just, the Holy Ghost is just talking in my head and my spirit. You got you, you to gotta get this in your spirit. What truth? Truth comes from, uh, actually, truth comes from, write this down. Truth comes from a, a root, a Hebrew root word. The Hebrew language is so complex. It's so broad. It's so deep. And the very origin of the word truth actually means to reveal. To reveal as opposed to being hid. So when he says he's going to guide you in truth, it literally means he's going to reveal some things in you that's hidden. That you don't know about. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know how strong you are. You, you, you don't know. You think you know, but you don't know. That's why you need a guide. Because all you know is what you know. God, I'm so profound. <laughs> All you know is what you know. But he said when he comes, he's going to guide you. He's going to lead you beyond what you know and reveal some hidden things that you don't know. God, I feel an adamant spirit to destroy some lies that the devil's telling you, amen. The devil's told you a bunch of lies because the truth's been hidden. But he said, I'm gonna send the Holy Ghost and he's gonna guide you into all truth. So the Holy Ghost is about to guide you into some things that you're not aware of as of right now. There's some things in you, the Holy Ghost told me this week, that is about to be revealed uh, about you that you don't know that is about to be revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. He said, he will guide you into all truth. The, the problem with having the Holy Spirit as your guide is, listen to me, his truth is so much higher than you, your truth that when he tells you the truth, you'll think it's a lie. Yeah, yeah, somebody, that meant something too. I said, this new guide of the Holy Ghost, he, when, when he starts leading you, Keisha, into all truth, he's about to begin to reveal some things about you you weren't aware of, and it's going to be so far beyond you, you're going to think it's a lie. You're, you're going to think it's not true. That's, that's the danger of a good prophet. Amen. I said, that's the danger of a good prophet. A good prophet will look past your performance and speak to your potential and you'll think he's lying. I, I've had people tell me, you don't know me. You, you can't talk to me like that. You can't speak that into me because you don't know me. No, you don't know you. You don't know you. Nobody knows you like the Holy Ghost knows you. And, and all you know is what you know. And you've, <laughs> you've identified yourself by your past failures uh, and your experiences. Uh, so you've been wandering around and around. But today, the God has come to the church. Uh, and he's supposed to guide you and reveal some things to you you don't know about yourself. Be careful that you don't reject the truth. 
You're not the first one. You're not the first one. You're not the first one. You're not. Did I say that? <laughs> You're not the first one. God has got you today. You hear me, story? You are with me. Your heart is connected. Receive this word today. Amen. You're not the first one. Saul, obviously, Brother Fluky, Saul was a backwards, intimidated, insecure, good-looking man. <laughs> that was Saul. Amen. Obviously, he had no confidence in himself whatsoever. <laughs> You elders pray for me. I'm after the devil today. And I get like that, I talk my teeth glance. You praying for me, baby? <laughs> Saul, Saul had all this potential, but all he knew was what he knew. And all he knew was he was a failure. He was intimidated by people. <laughs> Amen. And God chose him to be the king. And here come the prophet with a prophetic word and said, Saul, you are the desire of Israel. And the favor of the Lord is upon your life. Amen. And Saul was offended. He said, don't lie to me. Why are you talking to me like this? God, who am I preaching to? Why are you talking to me like this, man? You don't know me. I'm too insecure. Amen. I come to tell somebody today, the Holy Spirit is about to guide you beyond where you've ever been before. You're about to step across your Jordan River into a dimension. The problem is you've never been this way before. Oh, you knew how to do the worship songs. You knew when to how to say hallelujah. You ate manna every Sunday with everybody else. Amen. Is anybody listening to me? But Joshua said, I come to tell you, boys. Amen. We have come up to this boundary. I'm talking to somebody right now who's been to this boundary before. You've been to this place before where you knew God was calling you into destiny, but you let the giants on the other side turn you around and send you back the other way. I'm coming as Joshua today. I'm Joshua today, and I'm going to grab you. You're going across this promised land. You hear me? You are not staying. You're not staying where you are. I know you've been this way before, but I'm going to be your guide. You ain't got to rely on your intelligence. You ain't got to rely on your strength because I got you. Who am I talking to right now? I'm your God. I know you've never been this way before, Kobe, but just relax. Relax. Rest. Okay, just relax and rest. Because you got, because uh, now you're just operating on my wisdom. You're operating on my strength. You're operating on my direction. Is anybody listening to me? That's the way I feel. I want you to get a picture of that. I'm tired of the devil robbing you of your destiny. And God told me today is a day of new beginnings. Today, you're going past, Taylor, you're going past the boundary that has stopped you time and time again. In a most. I need you to help me today. I'm a wreck. I need you to help me. I need you to high five your neighbor and tell them it's a lie. It's a lie. I don't know what the devil's telling you, but it's a lie. I don't know what your past is telling you, but I'm telling you it's a lie. And I'm going to guide you into all truth. 
Oh my God, y'all, I'm afraid y'all don't know. <laughs> don't look at me like that, Bill. I'll be all right. <laughs> Bill said, that man's finna blow his top. <laughs> I'm telling you, 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 don't, you don't know. You don't know because you, you haven't stepped. But you've been to this place over and over. Matter of fact, Mike, some of us have been here so many times and forfeited it so many times that now that's a weapon that the devil uses against us. No, I've been here before. I've been here before. Y'all got to pray for me because the Holy Ghost is after something today. I've been here before. I know it. The Holy Ghost has led me here before. I've been here before. Amen. But I ended up making another circle. I ended up making another circle in the wilderness. When God told me, guys, I'm telling you, He told me, today is a day of new beginnings that you're about to step out of your normal. And let me tell you, it can be scary. Some people would die in an unproductive atmosphere because it's familiar. You know, I know I'm not growing here. I know I'm not expanding here. But I've been here all my life and this is where I was born. Amen. And this is the way my parents did it, you know. And we've been wandering around out here. And, you know, I'm tired of this wilderness. Well, I know that Jordan is my destiny. But you know what? Amen. It makes me feel so vulnerable to start stepping outside the normal that I feel better just kind of wandering. Just kind of wandering. Still, still eating manna. Not lost. Not actually not going to hell. But not going to destiny. I'm just wandering around. Can y'all just bear with me today? Can y'all just let me follow the Holy Ghost today? He said the problem with my truth and your truth is my truth is so much higher that when I present it to you, you call it a lie. You start making excuses for it. You, 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 you start saying, yeah, but I, yeah, but I, yeah, but I, yeah, but I, oh, but we're in good company, Courtney. We're in good company. It's been so fun to watch you cross your Jordan lately. That's what I see with you. We're in good company because Gideon, Gideon was an intimidated young man. <laughs> he was an intimidated young man, and his atmosphere was not conducive for him to excel. Matter of fact, his dad had some false gods. It was a generational thing for him to live in defeat. And because of the defeat, Gideon, he's, he's afraid. It's all he knows. Amen. The, the Philistines are just, are, uh, the enemy's ravishing the, the country. Every time they start producing fruit, the enemy comes and takes it. I just said something. <laughs> that every time I start being fruitful, every time I start doing something productive, the Holy Ghost is speaking right now. Every time I start stepping into my own, here comes the enemy out of the hills and they steal all the fruit. Amen. But I come to impart a Shama anointing in this building. <laughs> I'll pray for my boy. <laughs> 
Y'all know who Shama is? Shama was in there hoeing. And the enemy wasn't there when he was tilling. The enemy wasn't there when he was sowing. The enemy wasn't there when he was fertilizing. The enemy wasn't there when he was pulling weeds out of the garden. But when the fruit started coming, here come the enemy to steal the fruit. And man, everybody ran but Shama. And he took his hoe and he broke it over his knee. And he stood. He stood in his garden and said, not today, not again. You ain't getting my song. You ain't getting my joy. You ain't getting my fruit. I need somebody to stand on your feet right now. You don't have to say it very loud, but I need you to say while I clue my voice, not today, not again, not again. Break your hoe, break your hoe, and say, You have took my fruit for the last time, devil. I tell you, I didn't come to preach today. I come with a word from the Lord. I come with a word from the Lord. Question is, are you going to mix some faith with what I'm preaching right now? Or are you going to drop your head and make another circle? My God, when Courtney began to exhort, I began to weep. Today, God is going to split the river, but he will not kick you across. You got to go. Follow the God. When you see the ark move, go. Go after it. Go after it. Amen. Before you see it, tell your neighbor, go after it. Go after it. Don't, don't, let, don't let it go on its own. Don't let it go by itself. Go after it. <laughs> That's why people, I found out, Lacey, it's a lot easier to sing and shout about the truth than it is to embrace it. Pentecostal churches know when to lift their voices. We know when to shout. Amen. Because it sounds good. But let me tell you what. It sounds good and we can shout over it. But it's a whole new ball game, Lindsay Stowe, when I try to become one with it. And that's why I thought it was kind of odd that the, the Bible would word it that way. He said, okay, guys. This border is the east side of your promised land. Today we're going across. He said, so here's your instructions, Cherish. Remove from where you are and go after it. (laughs) Do y'all read the Bible or do you read the Bible? (laughs) He could have said, Bobby, go after it, which would imply I have to remove myself. But he said, remove from where you are. And the Holy Ghost said, no, 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 listen, back up, Dean. Back up, Dean, back up. Remove from where you are. So I had to pull it up. We love Greek and Hebrew around it. And it actually means to pull up tent stakes. To pull up tent stakes. (laughs) 
means to pull up ten stakes. It means you're going to have to uproot some stuff that's been established. You've done established. This is where I live. You've done established. This is all I can be. Oh, you've got established. Amen. This is my geographical location. So he said, the first thing you're going to have to do is pull up the lies of you're all that you're ever going to be. You got to pull up the lies of you've always been a failure and you're never going to make it. Pull it up. I dare you to do it with me. Pull them up. Pull them up. Pull them up. Pull up them 10 stakes. Pull them up. Pull them up. You understand that's the same thing as tearing your house down. Do y'all realize that? That was his house. He built that sucker. Are you kidding me? I built this little house I'm living in. You know what? It ain't much, but I'm kind of proud of it. Amen. And the Holy Ghost said, no, I'm going to guide you into a truth you don't know, you're not aware of. You've built your house based on your talents. You've built your house based on your mental capacity. He said, pull it up because I'm going to guide you and going to reveal some things you're not aware of. I'm about to reveal some things you don't know about you. I know what the devil's telling you about you. <laughs> There's an impartation coming out of this anointing right now. I need you to receive it. Don't wait on me to impart. I'm imparting right now. Gideon. Gideon was a wreck because his daddy was a wreck. Some of you in the mess you in, not because you deserve it, but because of your environment. Your environment has created what you have become. It's the house you was brought up in. Somebody help me. It's the religion you were brought up in. It's the doctrine you were brought up under. It's the negativity, amen, that you had to deal with. Amen. It ain't even your fault. Amen. But it's got you hiding out, intimidated. So Gideon's hiding there, Joey, and, uh, and he's shucking out a little corn. I feel the anger of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, it's over. You hiding out, you powerful individual, shucking out a little scripture every now and then just so you can make it through another day. Oh, I feel like Joshua today. Those days are over. Of you shucking a little corn just so you can stay saved. Gideon's hiding behind a rock and he's shucking out a little corn just to make it through another day. And an angel of the Lord shows up and says, Arise, almighty man of valor. Gideon said, are you kidding me? Dude, you missed it. Can I help somebody? I ain't missing it today. 
<laughs> I'm right on track. I'm following my guide. Can y'all receive it? I ain't missing it when I'm looking into your eyes today. I don't care how bad you bloat it or how of a miserable failure you are. Hey, man, I came guided by the Holy Ghost. And we're going to reveal some things to you about you. Embrace the truth. Start pulling up tent pegs. That, that boat. See, tent pegs has been down a long time. You may have to pull. Tell your neighbor, pull on it. Pull on it. Don't quit pulling on it. Keep pulling. He said, he said, arise, almighty man of valor. He did what some of y'all do when the prophetic word's coming from you. He looked around. You talking to me? Huh? What you talking about, Willis? Well, that's old. You, you, you talking about me? Yeah, I'm talking about you, Katie. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you, Story. Arise, oh woman of God. I'm talking to you, Cody. Arise, oh man of God. Oh, I hear you, Cody. I hear you. I hear you because I can hear me. I would, but I just can't. I'm just not, I'm not called. I'm not qualified. No, I come. I come under the leadership of the Holy Ghost to tell you there's a God coming to guide you into all truth. You have little truth. You have partial truth. But I'm about to give you all truth. And yeah, I may be nothing, but through Christ, I can do all things. Oh, then he said something. And he said something to Gideon that was amazing. He said, arise, oh mighty, mighty man of valor. And this is what he said. He didn't say, I'm about to give you strength. I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to come up on you in a mighty way and you're going to do something supernatural. What he says blows my mind. As he said, go in your strength and deliver your family. I can't stand it, y'all. I can't stand it. Go in your strength and deliver your family. What do you mean go in my strength? Can't you see I'm addicted? I'm bound. I'm insecure. There ain't no strength in me. The devil is a liar. The Holy Ghost is revealing a, a truth about you. You don't know. You mean I have a strength to deliver my family? and I'm hiding behind a rock? You mean I have a strength to beat the enemy and I'm allowing them to steal my harvest? Can I help somebody right now? You're allowing a lie to rob you of your destiny. You're allowing a lie right now. It ain't no lie, Pastor. I feel it. I'm bound by it. It's the well I draw from. Well, you got to dig another well. <laughs> you got to pull your bucket out of your well and throw it in this well. <laughs> can, can I go a little further? Am I okay? Can I just preach till I run out of voice? <laughs> And then, and then everywhere I looked, I seen this concept. You got to be careful that you don't reject the truth and call it a lie and embrace the lie like it's the truth. <laughs> Did y'all catch that phrase? 
You, you, you got to be careful that you don't embrace, you don't reject the truth and call it a lie and embrace the lie in your life and act like it's the truth. We ain't no different, Gracie, than them. You know what Gideon said? He said, go in the strength you have. Gideon said, man, you don't understand. We're the poorest family in the nation. Let me, let me give you my resume of why I can't be awesome for Jesus. <laughs> God, that's so real. It's right where we're at. Let me tell you why I can't be that guy. Not only are we the poorest tribe in Israel, we're the smallest. Man, we ain't got no name. We ain't got no backing. We ain't got no social standing. I don't even have a Facebook page. I mean, I'm, I'm way down there. And isn't it amazing that the Holy Spirit is, he don't compute with lies. He, he can't interact with it. He can't, he don't commune with lies because he is truth. That's why when uh, God come looking for Adam in the garden, do you think the omniscient, <laughs> omnipotent, all-powerful God lost his kids? <laughs> you think he was like a scared daddy running around Walmart? Have you seen my kids? Huh? Do you, do you really think that? Well, have you ever wondered why he was saying, Adam, where are you? It's because Adam had laid down his true identity and was walking in the disguise of a defeated individual and God couldn't. God couldn't compute with it. He couldn't commune with it. He couldn't partner with it. He wouldn't even identify it by, oh my God, yes, Gracie, get a hold of that one, amen. Huh? Because he's so much truth, amen. He brings truth to every situation. That's why God can't commune with you in pity parties uh, and your self-cutting and self-deprivation. He is the spirit of truth. Amen. And what moves him is when you start partnering, partnering with the truth. He said, Joshua said, okay, guys, we're standing at the border. I need somebody to get ready. I don't know. I'm going to quit preaching here in a minute, but I just need somebody to get ready to cross Jordan this morning. We're standing at the boundaries that have held you all your life. He said, but we finna go cross. So I need you to pull up your tent pegs. I need you to remove from your place and I need you to go after it. He said, now remember, you've never been here before. I was telling somebody, I used to be an energizer bunny. I mean, I was fueled by work. Just fueled by it. I could outwork anybody around me. Or I felt like I could anyway. But I'm tired lately. Look, you ever get tired? And my mind's still back there. But my body's saying, leave it till tomorrow. And I've been worried about me. 
because I'm so tired. But I finally discovered I've never been this old before. So, uh, are you older folks? Am I, am I on the right track? Well, I didn't, nobody told me when I got this age, you slow down. I've never been this way before. Is anybody listening to me? That's, that's kind of what Joshua. So now I'm okay with laying down beside work all day long. <laughs> uh, so Joshua said, you've never been this way before, so you're going to need a guide. And this guide is going to guide you into all truth. So the problem you're about to step into is once you cross, everything you hear from here on out will sound like a lie. If you leave your mind, is it working? If you leave your mind on the other side of Jordan, everything's going to look like a lie. Pull up some tits. <laughs> Pull up that and take it with you. Oh, my God, I don't know where all this has come from, but I, I, it's working. Is it working for you? It'll, tell your neighbor, take your mind with you. <laughs> take your mind with you. Hey, man, take your mind with you because you can't enjoy new territory in an old mindset. I'm, I'm trying to break something right now. Amen. Are you listening to me? You just can't push your body up there because it sounds good and leave your mind in a slave, orphaned, begettable, failing spirit. You got to take, somebody stand to your feet and shout, take your mind with you. Preach that to somebody around you. Just preach it to somebody. Take your mind with you. Don't leave your mind behind. Amen. Because, because, because if you do everything, I'm preparing you to cross. Jordan said, listen now. You got to listen to me. You've never been this way before. So when you cross, everything you hear is going to sound like a lie. If you're stuck in your past, everything's going to sound like a lie. And you're going to fight the God who's trying to take you to victory. You're going to fight the guide. You're not going to trust the guide. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is anybody getting this word right now? You're going to fight the guide. Some of you, I believe, has almost crossed the Jordan, but you left your mind on the other side. And you even got a few grapes, but you come back with them. <laughs> You got a few grapes, <laughs> saw a few healings. And I just said that because that's where you're pushing toward, amen. Got a few revelations, amen. And I can show you the grape of my revelation, but in my mind, I'm still bound just like I was before. <laughs> I'm telling you, them days is over. Life Church is going across, and we're going to pull up 10 steps. See, the reason you got to pull up your tent pegs is because once you make your move, there's nothing to come back to. See, your problem is, huh? I left me a little chateau over there. You know, oh my God, oh my God, who am I preaching? You know, just in case it don't pan out. Uh, I know I'm all fired up, Pastor, and you got me feeling like I can whip giants, but just in case I get out there, just in case I get out there and it gets too overwhelming, I can run back across to, to my comfortable neighborhood. The 
devil is a liar. Maybe you ought to help your brother out. Reach over and pull up their tent. <laughs> pull them up for them. Uh, to, uh, cherish, it's a family thing. Pull up the tent stakes of those around you and say, uh-uh, you ain't going back. You ain't going back. Can I get you to shake your neighbor and tell them you ain't going back? You ain't going back. No wonder, Josh. <laughs> no wonder. When Elijah threw that mantle on Elisha and took off walking, Elisha ran. He knew what it meant. I'm calling you from one vocation to another. I'm calling you from one dimension to another. He, he ran up to the prophet and said, let me go back and tell. Y'all can be seated if you want. It's up to you. I'm sorry I keep telling you to stand up. He ran and said, let me go tell my mom and them bye. Let me go, let me go set things in order. The prophet said, do what you want to do, dude. I've just, I've just laid a calling on your life. What are you going to do with it? That's what he was saying. Huh? I ain't going to tell you what to do and what not to do. I just put a calling. I just gave you opportunity. What are you going to do with it? And you know what Elisha did? Amen. He was, the Bible says he was plowing behind 12 yokes of oxen. Amen. He went back. <laughs> Amen. Got his rifle out, shot the oxen, burnt the plow. Amen. He said, I'm all in. Oh, somebody help me right there. He said, I'm all in. He said, I will not plow this field again. I will not eat the bitter weeds of this I will not eat the bitter fruit of my past again. My God, is anybody listening to me? I'm going to kill the ox and burn the plow so there's nothing to look back to. I'm giving you some principles. Ain't you tired of going round and round and round? You didn't kill the ox. You didn't burn the plow. You didn't pull up the tin stakes. So when trouble comes, you know where you can run to. Joshua said, no, I done been with you bunch for 40 years. I know how y'all are. If you don't pull up tent stakes, you don't go. I come to lead a bunch of progressive people. And I can't lead properly from the front if I'm having to run to the back and keep you coming. I'm just following the Holy Ghost. He is my God. I know that's the church way. I know that's the religious way. But God is raising up a new thing. God is doing a new thing. Amen. Where the pastor ain't running back to the back to try to keep people out of Egypt. He hits his rod on the ground and says, We're going forth. We're going forth. And you know what? You don't have nothing to go back to anyway. My God, if you ain't careful, you'll not understand this truth and you'll read it as insensitivity. It's not insensitivity. It's a new level of maturity. It's a new level of maturity. Amen. Are you listening to me to where? Amen. We're not trying to push you into the promised land. We're just leading you in the promised land. Oh, we're not driving cows. We're leading sheep. Yeah. <laughs> you like that one, huh? I know we have trouble. I ain't belittling any of that. But we're leading a bunch of people, Nehemiah, who knows how to build with one hand, fight with the other. That's the kind of people that reaches destiny. I got to get to that point here before I wear y'all out. 
So he said, uh, pull up your tent pegs and go after it. I thought, sure, you was going to preach my message. They could have stood right there, Courtney, and watched their guide go right across that river and stood there saying, I should have went. I should have went. And there's a window of opportunity for destiny. And it's only open for a short period of time. It was split just long enough for you to make your choice. But if you, if, you, if you haggle with the truth and call it a lie and you stand there too long, once your guide gets across, it shuts. And you're going to be left standing on this side saying, I should have went. Oh, it'll come back around because God is good. It'll come back around, but are, are, are you going to stand there for 40 years before you just plow right off on out there and say, I'm going to follow my guide. What's it look like? <laughs> Are y'all still okay for a few more minutes? What's it look like to, be, to follow the guide of the Holy Ghost? What's it look like to follow the truth that feels like a lie? I know I ain't the only one, so I need to work this a little bit. Are y'all okay? It ain't even 12 o'clock yet. We're going to get out early. Isn't it amazing how I was a logger and I was a good logger. I started my own business and excelled. Me and my dad was partners. I mean, we excelled. We made Logger of the Month magazine. They interviewed us. I was young. Walked off of a job. Went and just said, I can do this. I'm good at it. I was just good at it. I was, I was raised in it. Like you, uh, Joey, taking down trees. I was just filming him the other day up there. Just a master at work. We're good at it. It's what we do. We was born into it. But then God called me into the ministry. And I was more secure with logging than preaching. Come on now. I'm, I'm going to talk to somebody right now. And the Holy Ghost was telling me I was so powerful on this level, but I was more comfortable on this level. So I was having a hard time embracing my destiny because your destiny is always right outside of your ability. Who am I talking to right now? So when you're in this kind of growth, the devil will start telling you, man, that's a lie. That's not who you are. You're not pastor material. You're not pastor material. You're more comfortable building tables in the wood shop. And we will, when it comes to following the Spirit, we will gravitate back to what we're comfortable with rather than embracing what we're called to be. A lot of you don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm helping some of you right now. That you go home after the message is preached and after the prophet speaks saying, he just don't know me. That's not who I am. 
That's not who I am. I'm not comfortable with it. And the devil will get you believing I'm trying to live a lie. When in reality, you're trying to walk out the truth. Because you wasn't aware it was in you. You're not even aware of the strength that's been made available unto you. So, having said that, I want to make this statement. Your destiny will always be right on the other side of a sword fight. Every level will be right on the other side of a sword fight. Because when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he's going to guide you into all truth. Ephesians chapter number six says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. Are y'all still with me? Let me, let me make this point. Amen. Uh, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He calls all the armor. And he said, take unto you the sword of the spirit, which is what? It's the word of God. Take unto you the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Take unto you the sword of truth, which is the Word of God. And then I seen Jesus in the book of Revelations. Do I have a rag? That's okay. I see Jesus in the book of Revelations. And John said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard a great voice behind me saying, I am Alpha and I am Omega. I am the beginning and the end. And John said, I turned. And behold, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And he that stood in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks looked like the Son of God. He had a garment that went down to his feet. And his loins was girt about with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs was white like wool, yea, whiter than snow. He had eyes like fire, the Bible says. And when he spoke, his voice was like many waters. And he said there was a sharp two-edged sword proceeding out of his mouth. Is anybody listening to me? John did not see Jesus standing there with a physical sword coming out of his mouth. What he saw was the spirit of truth coming out of the mouth of Jesus. Is anybody listening to me now? Amen. When Jesus came up out of the Jordan, he was anointed with the Spirit and called into the wilderness. Amen. And he went into the sword fight of his life. This is right where some of you are, right here, right now. Right before Jesus was introduced into the ministry, he had the greatest sword fight of his life. Because the devil showed up and said, if you're really who you say you are, if you're really the son of God, if you really as saved as you say you are, if you as really as holy as you think you are, come on, who am I talking to? Amen. Uh, if you are really as righteous as you think you are, he said, command these stones to be turned into bread. And Jesus began to use the word. Come on, I'm trying to bring you home now. He started using the spirit of truth. 
Are you listening to me? Amen. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And then that same enemy took him to a, a great pinnacle and said, well, the Bible says that, that your father will not allow you to dash your foot against the stone. Throw yourself off. Jesus welded that sword again and said, the word says, it is written. Shut up, I need somebody to catch this right here. Your, your, your next level of destiny is on the other side of a sword fight. But the good news is you don't got to fight in your strength. You don't got to fight in your ability. You ain't got to use your energy. All you got to do is let the sword come out of your mouth. Mm, 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 mm. You got to let the sword. There ain't but one way to defeat a lie, and it's with the truth. Mm, I need somebody to get this. <laughs> come on, are y'all having as much fun as I am? Are, are y'all okay? You're getting to sit down on pews today. This is just awesome, isn't it? Amen. He said, he said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Amen. And then the devil brought him out and said, look, you're destined to rule the world. I'm going to give you the world, but you don't have to pay for it. I, I'm going to let you rule, but you don't have to die to rule. Oh my God, that's a sermon I'm going to preach. Hey, did you get it? Amen. Well, you, you don't have to sacrifice. Amen. Just bow to me and I'll give it to you. Just bow to me and I'll give it to you. Jesus began to wield that sword again. Let me tell you what. Some of you are standing on the brink of stepping into destiny. But you'll never... Enter into, you can't follow this guide called the Holy Ghost if you don't use your sword to destroy every lie. The spirit of truth. I need you to stand with me right quick. I don't know if I'm through or not, but I just need you to stand with me. Yeah, give me a little music to go with this. I'm telling you right now, I don't know if y'all have felt the intensity of my spirit today, but I've out-preached out my energy, my strength, and my voice because God is so adamant right now, and you felt me, didn't you? You felt me, didn't you? You that felt me. You that felt me. Everyone that felt me. God told me I wasn't preaching to 100% today, but for everyone who felt me today, I come to declare into your life God has brought you to a new beginning and you're standing on the threshold of a boundary you've never been to cross you've never been across the lies of the enemy has never let you cross the eastern boundary of your destiny And I've been enjoying parking lot service. I'll be honest with you. I didn't want to come. I wasn't ready to come back to the building. I just wasn't ready. I was enjoying it. I felt like you were freer. I felt like my praise team got saved in the parking lot. I mean, worship was going great. But I knew God said, go back in this Sunday. 
Not next Sunday. I just knew it. I just knew it, you know. Uh, I didn't think the praise team would agree with it because they didn't get to practice inside and everything was outside. I really thought I'd catch some resistance. But I just knew God said no. Cross the threshold. Cross the threshold today. And then I found out it's week number eight, which means new beginnings. So it was like God was trying, saying, I'm trying to show you this is not another sermon. Thank you, Elder. It's not another sermon. I'm trying to show you that I've been speaking to you all week, Joshua, to lead these people across the Jordan today into their destiny. So I gave you this sermon to let them know that to go here you're going to have to trust the guide and not your feelings and emotions and past failures because truth is the revealing of something that was hidden. And what's crazy is this is really what you were predestined to do before you was ever born. It ain't like God brought you into the world and said, oh, what am I going to do with Taylor? No, you were predestined to be an adamant warrior, Lacey. An adamant worship that breaks yokes and bondages. But would you agree with me that you've been kind of guilty of going across, getting a little great and coming back? Would anybody else wave at me if y'all can? You go there, you know, you go there and you know it's real. But because it's contrary to everything within my natural flesh that I just kind of drift back. Come on, somebody please wave at me. I know I'm not the only one. And you just keep wondering. I come to tell you, I don't know how to make my words any more emphatic. Today, Joshua said, we going across. Courtney verified it. Jennifer got up with the sword of your mouth, the, the confession, the spirit. You, do you want to just go over for the rest of your life and get a grape every now and then? Are y'all ready to go over and, 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 and possess? And, and listen, Branson, it's going to seem like a lie. I'm, try, I'm trying to be pastoral right here. It's going to seem like a lie, Mike, when you make this step because God told Joshua, I've given you the land, dude. I've given it to you. Look, it's flowing with milk and honey. It's going to be so good. Only to find out when he got over there, there was 10 foot people living on it. Joshua said, it was a lie. I wonder if Joshua thought, it wasn't true. It wasn't true. But no, in reality, the giant was a lie. Because God said, I'm, I'm done giving you this land. It's yours. But he ain't going to push it, Courtney. He, is he? he ain't going to push us. So when you cross over, there's going to be that lying giant to tell you, you're not qualified. You can't do that. You got to pull out your sword. You got to pull out your sword and say, devil, you are a liar. God said he done gave me this land. So that means you're going, not me. Giant, that means you're leaving, not me. Come on, I'm trying to get you ready. Am I making sense? Now for every person that felt me, Every person that felt me, 
I want you to step over the threshold. I want you to come. I don't know if I'm going to prophesy over you. I don't know. I don't care. I don't know. I'm following the Holy Spirit. If you felt me, if you felt me, if you felt me today, but while you're coming, say in your mind, I'm pulling up 10 states. I'm not just coming down to the front. I'm pulling up 10 states and I'm taking them with me. I, oh, Benny, we're pulling up old mindsets, old habits, old way. And I'm not talking about physical habits. I'm talking about right here of how we see ourselves, Fluky. My God, I feel you today, Fluky. I feel you, see you, Gideon. I, I just hear the Lord saying, you're another Gideon, man. You're another Gideon. Gideon, powerful to deliver nations, your family. Quit reading your resume. <laughs> you gave me that resume one time. You remember that conversation? Quit giving me that stinking resume. It's a lie. The truth is, you've got strength to tear down some idols of the past. And oh, Gideon, oh, we could just preach on Gideon to tear down some idols from the past. I may have said this before, but I'm going to say it again, and I mean every word of it. Sister Helen, this could be the most altar call, most important altar call I've ever given. This could be your most important sermon you've ever heard. It really could. It really could. And God has brought Life Church to this point for us to go over. And today is a sermon, Josh, I want podcasted immediately. We got a system going, right? Immediately, because I want you to listen to it over and over and over, because it's step by step. Of There's going to be a sword fight. There's going to be a sword fight. The truth you're about to hear is going to sound like a lie. I've been there a million times. Who do you think you are, Jennifer, to give a prophetic word? You ain't, you ain't even hearing from God. You ever hear that, Jennifer? <laughs> yeah, see, y'all ain't the only one. Who do you think you are? And if you're not careful, you'll start rejecting the truth. Today is not an altar call of shouting. It's an altar call of pulling, uprooting some mindsets. I'm uprooting mine today. I'm uprooting mine today. I'm not thinking like that no more. I'm tired of going to bed with a lie. I'm going to start partnering. Oh, I didn't preach. Don't you hate it when you leave out an important part of your message? It's the scripture. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall. Now I see that scripture as a sword fight. You shall know the truth. Once it's revealed to you, then you take that truth and make yourself free with it. You take that truth and begin to fight with it. So for some reason, I'm, I'm compelled today to take time to just come through. I may not take much time, but I want to I contact with you. Is that all right? I just want to lay hands on you. I want, uh, God's been showing me that he's going to start imparting some things through pastoral leadership of this church. So I don't know how all of that works. I'm just believing there's going to be an impartation to you. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.